Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I am Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio, www.patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. If you're not, it's a personal offense to me, and I would like for you to Venmo me so I can put it on our Patreon. <laughs> yes, it is a personal affront to one Grace Aki. That is the <laughs> that is the reason to get on the Patreon. You don't want to offend her. I cannot imagine being on your bad side. I think that would be a very bad place to be. Can I just say, I'm a really like loving and giving person, but I think secretly I'm a witch because anytime an institution, and by institution, I mean like restaurant, um, has wronged me in some way, which has only been a couple of times. I'm not joking when I say that I walk by and there is a foreclosure sign. Oh my. Like right afterward. There was a time that my friend said, oh, it was weird that everyone got bonuses at my work and I didn't. And I was like, why would you tell me that? And she was like, what? No, I'm just like telling you as a friend. I'm like, no, you you told the wrong person. And I'm not joking when I say that that night, because I lived down the street from this establishment, they had a fire in their basement. And I was oh like, God. did you set it? No, okay. no, I was I was in my apartment, but I saw the fire trucks and I was like, you told the wrong person. Like, I don't know if I'm God's favorite or what, but like, <laughs> dude, like you can't tell me bad stuff because bad things will happen. Yeah, that's not it's not the same thing, but my my dad's grandmother whenever like she was done with a restaurant whenever they did something that she didn't like she would give it the sign of the cross the good old catholic people yeah. and it was done they were done never going back it's, you get the sign <laughs> of the cross and we so we still do that um on certain places and establishments we've never burnt one down like you have but my family does still give the sign of the cross when it's appropriate some people have hurt me and maybe you're maybe not those shows have been canceled on netflix and that's all i'm gonna say on that Oh, my. I'm sorry about it. Okay. Um, Let's get into some news. Okay, please do. (laughs) How do you feel about that? (laughs) It's getting a little awkward. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so Park Avenue Armory has announced today the launch of a social distance hall with a few of, like, season commissions of dance, music, theater created by artists during and in response to the pandemic. Um, Health conditions and governmental regulations permitting the season will premiere on March 24th. Oh, my God. It's, like, around the corner. Oh, my God. That's two weeks from today. (laughs) I know. It's so soon. Um, it's, It's These new commissions have been developed over the past eight months by Stephen Hoggett, Christine Jones, and David Byrne. You're familiar. You saw American Utopia, I'm sure. I did not, but I not in person. Oh. I saw it on HBO Max. Oh, yeah, that, that counts to me. That was a better seat than anybody could have gotten in that theater. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, Park Avenue Armory, like other open flat floor flexible venues, say that five times fast, um, offers the pl- possibility of welcoming live audiences back in a completely socially distanced and extremely safe environment. They're trying really hard to like hammer home that, guys, this is going to be okay. They're taking all the right precautions. Um, Their safety protocols have been really intense for audiences. They extend from arrival, entry, and seating to uh, the performance and departure. They've uh, been workshopping this. Like They've tested it with invited audiences. They're taking care of us. You know, masks have to be worn properly the whole time. They've detailed and monitored choreography of audience flow to ensure that the artists, patrons, and staff are socially distanced at all times throughout their visit. Contactless Temperature checks are also going to be in place with ticket scanning outside of the door. No points of gathering in the building or on the sidewalk with no retail concessions, food and beverages or ticket sales at all. So uh, restroom restrooms will be uh, one person at a time with cleaning in between use, which is really nice. I, I, I just wonder, like, 
can we do this all the time? <laughs> well, like, can you imagine in some like Park Avenue Armory is a different yeah. venue because like, have you been to shows there before? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. Uh, so I saw the the Lehman trilogy there and it oh, is just God. like a gigantic airplane hangar kind of thing. And they just <laughs> okay. they make it whatever they need. So, like, I totally see how <laughs> that can happen this. in there. But like. Can you imagine the bathroom, like going to a bathroom one person at a time during intermission at a Broadway show? Like the intermission would be six hours just to get everybody through. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. I can't do that. I can't reapply my chapstick. I can't cry in the bathroom during the show. <laughs> you know, you got to reapply under the eyes. Right. Ladies, yeah, totally. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm excited that something has been put on the books about opening in some capacity and the fact that they're like taking the time to choreograph how an audience is going to come in and out of this type of thing makes me have hope because they're not just saying well everyone has to be masked and we did our job yeah and i'm glad that park avenue armory is doing these things because i have not heard of any other anybody doing this like at least not in the u.s like why have the Schuberts and the Niederlanders and Ju Jamson not been doing this as well. And maybe they have, and maybe they'll, we'll hear about this when uh, a return date is announced, but Mm -hmm. like, this is the stuff you have to do when we've talked so much over the past year about using this time off effectively. Now, Mm -hmm. oftentimes we talk about kind of reevaluating the systemic issues in theater, but it also applies to reopening. Like you can't just all of a sudden get a date from the governor and be like, Okay, back to normal. Everything's going to be the exact same. Like, that's not going to work. So if they haven't come up with a detailed plan on how to not only keep people safe, and I said this the other day, you have to keep people safe, but then you also have to convince people that they were safe. So it has to be over and above on top of what actually needs to be done. And I hope that other, um, you know, houses and venues and companies are doing this. Um, because this is the stuff it's going to take. It's going to be a pain in the butt. Going to the theater is not going to be the same for a while, if ever. Um, but <laughs> I'm okay with that, at least for the time being. And we'll mm-hmm. see what happens in the future. Yeah, I, I like the sound of that. So before we get into the rest of the show, we're going to take a moment and we're going to talk about our sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, it's not fair. First of all, most things right many now. Many things, yeah. Many, many things. Getting uh, taxed on your unemployment from last year, that is unfair. Um, the fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows and movies from me personally based on my location, and then they they have the nerve, they have the audacity to increase their prices. Like, okay. Um, yeah, they've just raised their prices once again. This is not, like, truly they have. And um, you could just cancel your subscription and protest, or you could be smart like us about it and make sure that you're getting your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN like I do. What is nice about using ExpressVPN is that while you might still have to pay that additional money for the subscription, you can make sure that you have access to all of the Uh, films and TV shows and content on a specific service by telling that service that you are in whatever country you need to be to get them to let you have access to whatever you want to watch. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from. So every time I want to watch something, and we've talked about some of the different things that you can watch only on British Netflix or Japanese Netflix or Australian Netflix or whatever, um, I just go, boop, 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 boop. I want to be in this country. And all of a sudden, it unlocks all of the shows that I want to watch. But we've talked about this before. 
the best part is, is it's not just for Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows on so many streaming services. There is so much on the BBC iPlayer that is only available in the UK. If you want to watch something on that, again, boop, 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 on ExpressVPN, you can watch all of that for free. Yeah, so quit being so daggum dumb. Be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash broadway radio. Don't forget, use this link so that you can get three extra months free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash broadway radio. Expressvpn.com slash broadway radio to learn more. So here's some more news about some things opening up. It's been almost a year after theaters in New York City went dark due to the pandemic. You're familiar. Um, But here is like a little glimmer of light um, about the first announcement of a returning off-Broadway show. So producer Daryl Roth has just announced that Blindness will perform on Friday, April 2nd at the Daryl Roth Theater. It's going to be one of the first performing arts events open in New York City and um, Linus's press opening night. Yes, there will be a press opening night. I couldn't believe that um, will be Tuesday, April 6th. And tickets are on sale now with an open-ended engagement, which is also really exciting. Um, Blindness is a socially distanced sound and light experience. So it's not a typical show. Uh, obviously, they're going to, you know, go back to what they were doing is pretty experimental. So in accordance with New York State's recently released guidelines for arts and entertainment venues, the Daryl Roth Theater has been transformed to accommodate socially distant seating at a maximum of 50 people per performance. All tickets are going to be sold in two seat pods as well, enabling two people in a social pod to be seated together six feet away from other pods. So that's something that like sounds like they're also getting the hang of how they're going to do this. But again, we don't have the report of all of the like what we were the story we were previously talking about like those those precautions don't seem to be uh, talked about they might have taken the same ones yeah. we will see it's the going in and out that makes me nervous and that's something that the park avenue armory talked about like they've choreographed mm-hmm. people coming in and going out like yes you can socially distance in the theater but if you're all lined up to get in the door like right on top of each other that's a problem so hopefully uh daryl and company have gotten this all figured <laughs> out yeah i really hope so because it's it's nice to just be like okay an off-broadway show like let's go yeah um it's exciting and then this is the other email about socially distanced performances that i was so excited to send you today matt oh my god <laughs> I was like, I oh my god place. finally finally so the green room 42 is officially reopening beginning next month oh my god um a lineup of shows have been announced for april including lilius white Erica Henningsen, The Skivvies. I don't know if you've ever seen a Skivvies show. I've not seen it ever in person. Oh, my God. I've seen, like, I think four or five Skivvies shows. Yeah. I love the Skivvies. They're so good. Um, Ken Bosinger, um, Michael Longoria, and the Boy Band Brunch have also been announced. But food and beverage service is available at the venues because that's a big part of, like, how these cabarets make their money. So I just wanted to also highlight that you can still do that in their outdoor terrace and indoor dining space. But there's not going to be any food or or food and beverage service inside the cabaret theater right now. Yeah, because with your tickets, you get vouchers for food and beverage. So that's a great way to kind of, like... Hey, come on in, do it safely, but we're not going to have people running around Green Room 42, like taking orders and interacting with you because you got it like you've been there before, I assume, mm-hmm. haven't you? Like yeah. it gets loud at all these cabaret venues. So like the service, like right up in your ear trying to talk to you about what you need. So this this makes sense. I, I'm I'm in favor of this. I was actually in a Dionne Warwick 
like variety show. Oh, I was going to um, ask if you'd ever performed there. Yeah. 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 It was, it was really fun. Um, and also like I had a kind of a nugget of a Dion Warwick story because prior to that year, I was at the Pele center honors, like music and in television, oh, um, cool. like music performances. And I was sitting at her table with, um, Art Garfunkel and the other people oh I was with didn't know who those people were. They're like, who are these old people? And I was what? like, I will literally strangle you. <laughs> it was so strange. And of course, this was before her Twitter. And I'm just like, oh man, I should have, I should have known. She's the best follow on Twitter, best follow on Twitter. But like, I've realized that I am, you know, a decade and a half older than you, I think, or somewhere in that range. But like, sure. how can you not know who Dion Warwick is? Or at least Art Garfunkel. Is his hair still the same? His hair was absolutely the same. And also he just looks, he looks like him, but old. He looks so like a Garfunkel. You gotta, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, like another cast member of The Witches, the Angelica Houston one. <laughs> yeah, um, not, so there not, you go. Not the Anne Hathaway one. No, no, not no, no, the, no. Never the Anne Hath. Uh, no. But the Green Room 42 staff is going to be screened daily and vaccinated whenever possible, wherever awesome. possible. Um, I just thought that that was also like, thank you for taking that initiative. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited that we have some kind of programming coming up there. It's so cool. Like, I'm a huge fan. Like, whenever I'm in town, yeah. I try to add in as many cabaret things as I can in addition to like my show shows, like the legit Broadway and off Broadway stuff. So I love green room. I love 54. Um, I love Birdland. I love Joe's pub. Like those things are so joyful. Yeah. It's just, it's all around good news for us. So we're happy. To, and of course we'll provide you all with even more hopeful um, conversations about like how they're doing it and how it's going. So there you go. And I don't know if you're familiar, Matt, but it's women's history month. So we're so going to talk about women. Uh, to spotlight women in leadership, the Broadway Women's Fund, which is Broadway's first impact investment fund, is proud to announce the second annual Women to Watch on Broadway list. Uh, the list is curated by women uh, Broadway Women's Fund leadership and advisory board members, but is by no means comprehensive. In fact, no list would do justice to the amount of uh, capable and talented women in this industry because I'll say it, I was not on the list, but we look forward <laughs> to spotlighting. Yeah, I was been. like, okay, well, you left a name off, uh, but we look forward to spotlighting a additional future leaders in the years to come on this. And I uh, just want to shout out Lauren Gunderson, yeah. our playwright, book writer extraordinaire alum of This Week on Broadway, was uh, also featured on this list, which was so exciting. Again, Lauren has been one of the most produced playwrights in America since 2015. I'm trying to get her on my podcast just because, like, she's killing it. And and I want to feature, yeah. again, like a Georgia woman just like. Oh, is she a Georgia native, too? She is. She was. I, I loved listening to the interview. I highly recommend it. Um, but she talks about like growing up in Atlanta and getting to experience the arts pretty regularly. And I'm like, yeah, that's the thing. Like there was no I mean, community theater is so well attended, I would say. Not I mean, not as uh, well attended as we'd want it to be. But like it's an absolute core of each town in Georgia, I would say, like. Everyone goes to like the high school shows. Everyone goes to the community theater shows. So I, I loved hearing her talk about that. But again, another reminder, this Friday is Women's Day on Broadway. And you can get all of that information at womenofbroadway.com. Yeah. Highly recommend checking it out. We'll, we'll include a, a, a link in our show notes so that you can learn more about these people because you need to be following them on social media as well. So 
here we are at our final feel good recommendation. And I'm very excited to talk about this because I am absolutely obsessed with this album. I don't know if you guys were following our social media, but I was tweeting and and Instagramming about this release. So John Johnson and very intensive productions have announced that they're going to re-release 35 millimeter, a musical exhibition in focus. And so basically there's just going to be a lot of commentary on the album. If you've never heard Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. To explain what 35 millimeter is, because I know what it is, but I, don't I've never listened to it where to start Matt okay so 35 millimeter is this Ryan Scott Oliver album that was like a concept album basically that was put together oh gosh now it's like what like 15 years ago or some crazy shit like maybe it's like 10 years um but the album it's it's been a hot minute because I remember like seeing all these names on this album was like Lindsay Mendez, Alex Brightman, J Armstrong Johnson were nobodies everybody that's on this album were nobodies at the time uh, and like, there's a song called like the ballad of Sarah Barry, which will get you absolutely hyped. It, it kind of feels like Carrie, the musical, like, as in, you know, this high school, like there are all these stories behind these photographs. So that he took all these photographs and then made up songs about what he felt like were, that's what it was about. Um, and so they're just going to provide all this commentary about the album. And what's funny is like, I remember being at the stage door of school of rock and I asked Alex Brightman, like I had, I had not met him before that. I was just like fanning outside the door. And I was like, I love um, the song that you're on, on the album, Cut You a Piece. And he was like, yeah, let me tell you the story about that song. And I was oh, just man. so excited that he took the time to do that. And he was like, yeah, it was really exciting that like I got to work on this thing that now has become a, a cult classic. And so, um, yeah, it's just it's a really great album. I highly recommend it. Ryan Scott Oliver is incredible. And um, also like it's a it's based on a lot of the photographs by Matt Murphy, his partner. And if you I mean, you all see Broadway's yeah. Matt Murphy photography yeah. everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So highly recommend listening to that and then also listening to the commentary. That's awesome. Yeah, I looked it up. 2012. So getting close yeah. to 10 years. So you were you were pretty close. But there's so many great people who have done these songs. So um, I'm going to have to check out both the album and this because I, I need to need to fill that hole in my musical theater knowledge. You're going to cry and you're going to tell me about it. So thank you. <laughs> okay. Also, I'd like to wish a happy opening to the uh, Japan cast of Waitress the Musical. Opening they up. opened today. Yeah. And I was like, okay, good. Now more than Dawn will be a person um, of Asian descent. (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe because after the original person left, they really haven't followed through with that anymore. Yes. I I said the same to my agent. And with that, we would (laughs) like to say, don't forget about our Patreon, Broadway Radio, for lots of exclusive goodies and making sure that you get your news before everyone else. Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio and BroadwayRadio.com. You can listen all the time. Thank you so much for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? They can find me at BWW Matt. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. And uh, I will actually talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>